Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. Hey IAs, it's Chris Stanley. Thank you so much for joining me on the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Oh my gosh, we are on part four of the IA Summit and so far it has been pretty awesome. We have first week, um, I talked about the the hard truth of how hard it is to be an IA. I didn't hold back. I shared my story. I hope that was helpful to you. If you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go back and listen to these in order because they build on each other. If you don't understand how hard it is to be an IA, then you can't appreciate Matthew Allen's advice of week two where he helps you try to survive getting started. And he gives you tips on how to survive getting started as an IA. And then if you haven't understood how hard it is and how to survive getting started, you're not going to understand where building a personal brand comes in, which is what Ben Baker talked about in part three. And he shared that, you know, your brand is how people talk about you and you're not in the room. And that's so important because I'm telling you where, where work is decided nine times out of 10 is between the dispatchers. And they're talking about you when you're not there, when they're asking each other, oh, should I send one to Brad Fancher out in Kentucky? Yes, you should, anybody who's listening. Yes, you should send him work. But those dispatcher conversations, most of the time, is where that is getting decided. Yeah, sure, there's some automatic dispatching that happens to these companies, but a lot of it is is determined by the dispatchers who are sending claims. So make sure you're thinking about, how are people talking about me when I'm not in the room? And that's how you make decisions. That's how you build the brand that matters. And that's what Ben Baker talked about. It was so good. That was last week. Well, this week... We're going to talk about how to build a successful IA business. Not only you got a brand as an individual IA, you're going to have to decide if you're going to diversify what type of claims you're handling. You're going to have to decide if you want to bring other IAs on to expand your coverage area or to lighten your workload. You're going to have to decide if you want to head to catastrophe or if you're already in catastrophe to head to auto um, doing daily claims or maybe head to heavy equipment or to marine or crop adjusting, or property, whatever it is, you're now going to have opportunities that you have to choose between. And how you make those decisions, how you how you build your business, is going to have long-lasting effects. And Ernie Bray is the speaker this week, and he's also the sponsor of this podcast. His company, ACD, started out just like you. He started out Getting started as an individual IA. He came from an insurance company. He started as an IA and he said, man, there is not enough good technology in this industry. So he started a claims company and built technology around it and for it and for the industry. And now they are a leading technology and claims company. And they are awesome. They're great to work for. So if you want to work for an amazing company that has good software that's easy to work with, and you want to work for a company that can help you diversify the type of claims you handle, Contact ACD. Yes, this is a commercial. Um, but So email them, network at acdcorp.com. That's network at acdcorp.com because 
they really are a joy to work for and they want to work with IAs who are hungry, who want to deliver a great product and who want to build a great business. So in part four here, that's what Ernie Bray's talking about. He's done it. He's won awards. He's on the Inc. 5000 list for like six years and he's won entrepreneur awards and built a business that people respect. And if that's something you're looking to do, whether small or large, then this is a talk you do not want to miss. So without further ado, we're going to jump into the podcast intro, and then we're going to go into Ernie Bray's topic, part four of the IA Summit, the final conclusion, how to build a successful IA business. Let's do it. So here's the question. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation. How do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. So this next guest speaker knows something about building a successful IA company. We've talked about how hard it is to become an IA. We, um, we talked, had Matt talked <laughs> a great talk on you know how to survive getting started then we had how do you build a personal brand with ben baker but once you establish a personal brand now it turns into building a successful company and few other than our guest speaker in this room have done a better job of it uh from numerous awards six times the inc 5000 best entrepreneurial company in america uh even nominated for san diego businesses journal's most admired ceo award and that's how cool is that San Diego Entrepreneur Award. So let's learn from the best how to build a successful appraisal company. Please welcome ACD CEO, Ernie Bray. All right, Ernie, where are you at? All right, can you hear me? Oh, there you are. So All right, I got, got myself off mute here. Well, hey, thanks for the intro, Chris. Oh, it's you awesome, to on. awesome to be on. And first off, You're I muted. want to say, what? Can you hear me? Let me see if I can. Can you hear me okay? There you go. All right. I'm, I'm good to go. Well, all right. Cool. Well, first off, I want to thank you, Chris, having me on. And I just want to say great job and everything you're doing. I've had the opportunity to see how IAPATH has grown just in over the years already. It's been amazing. Amazing what you're doing. So uh, I got to tell you, man, great work. Um, also I've just, uh, Ben did an awesome job on his part about talking about building a brand, building a business. And there's so many things that he hit on that I even had on some of the notes I have that they're worth repeating in a way because they're so valuable. They're, they, they transcend whatever business you're in. And when I built our company, all those things that he mentioned, those have to be done. You have to be able to build a reputation. And let me just start off. When you're building a company, it really begins in your mind. 
because I was working a regular job too when I decided to take the leap. And you really have to be mentally prepared because it's going to be tough. And I'm sure Chris has told you how tough it is. And the reason being it's tough is because you're going into a business that you don't have a reputation. You're doing something new. But if you can get yourself and set yourself up for success, then you're going to be in a position to go out there and be successful. And that all begins with realizing, you know what? You're going to put in the effort. You're going to do the work. This is not a nine to five job. I can't tell you how many times I was working late at night, one or two in the morning. Uh, if you're doing catastrophe work, you're going to get hit with tons of claims. You're, but you have to do the work. You got to put in the time, but you got to be super organized. So if you're used to a structured life where you do, you know, like a nine to five, you're going to have to create that structure yourself and be very, very organized. That's, that's really where it's going to be. Because if you're like Chris, Chris has mentioned, if you're not organized, it's going to be tough. And I think when you're starting a company, the first thing you got to realize too is, is you got to think long term. And it, it may be tough at first. You have to get on with the networks. You have to build that reputation. But if you can build, just think about this. If you can build and become that go-to person, that's how you get that reputation. You have to, when you start to get on with the network, you got to be able to deliver. And then before I jump into some of the tips on how to get into that, you know, start building the business, remember one thing, this is super important. You got to take care of your health. You got to take care of, you know, you got to eat good, get proper rest. It's these little things that sometimes when you're building that company, you start to put those things to the side. I can't tell you there's times I was working so late. I missed dinner. I did this and it, it actually, it backfires on you because then you don't have the energy the next day to get going. You don't have, you're not, you're not prepared. You're not optimized to be the best that you can. So even though it's going to be hard, you still have to take time for yourself. You've got to take care of yourself and, and look at it. You've got to, I, this is how I, you embody, the, you become that business. This is your identity now because it's you Inc. It's your business. You're going to go out there and you're going to build that reputation from the ground up. So Really, it's time for you to get excited and realize, hey, it's going to be tough, but you know what? You can do it. So here's how you build the business. It's, it all starts, like I said, like Ben had said, it's all reputation. Reputation is so important. It doesn't matter what business you're in, reputation. So number one, you got to get out there and you got to get business. So you got to reach out to the networks. Now, Chris has done a great job. He's helping connect all of you and people out there with the network, the different IE firms and businesses out there, but don't be afraid. That's one thing I see people that they, you, you go out, you get the training, and then you have to reach out to these companies you may not know. But trust me, the independent appraisal companies out there, ACD, our company, other companies out there, everyone's looking for top quality people who are going to do a good job. So don't be afraid to make that reach out, to make that call, send that email, send that LinkedIn request and introduce yourself. Don't feel like you're doing, you don't feel like you're, you know, intruding on anybody. Go ahead and do it because people are going to be interested. Okay. Number two, um, be sure you offer value into what you're doing. This is not just about doing an appraisal. You go through all the training and you learn how to do the appraisal and that's great but it's the little things that are going to matter most importantly out there. It's how you go out, how do you talk to people? You are that representative for that carrier, the insurance company. You're going to be that face of that carrier. So it's the detail 
It's the, um, the way you present yourself. All those little things add up. That goes a long way to becoming that go-to person. So you have to be very good at what you do as writing the appraisal, taking the photographs. But when it comes down to it, if you can actually really demonstrate the detail-oriented mindset and be willing to reach out and, and ask for help, don't ever be fearful of asking for help. That's key because if you don't know something, the appraisal companies, even the insurance carriers, if you needed help, they're willing to give you the help you need to get that assignment done. So don't be afraid when you, you need something to ask. Now, another key into building your business in this era is this industry is changing. There's photo estimating going on out there. Some of the insurance companies, I'm, I don't know if Chris has talked about this, they're taking claims in-house or they have their owners take the photographs and there's talk about, okay, carriers are going to do it in-house. They don't need appraisals. Well, contrary to that, there's the need for IAs out there. People want that personal touch. When consumers get in an accident, they want to have, not everybody wants to do a photo estimate. A lot of people want that personal touch and people out there to do that. So in this era, one way to grow your business and build your business is to be very flexible and diversified. You're doing your training in auto damage estimating. That's great. Then you've got to think about stepping up and maybe doing heavy equipment, uh, boats, desk reviews, desk estimating, uh, motorcycles. If you can build your skill sets and all that um, repertoire of what you have, you're going to be even more valuable because you're going to be able to do a variety of different types of assignments. So always keep building your skills because the more valuable you become, the more flexible you are this day and age, going to be huge in adding things to your business. Now, we even have clients right now that come to us and ask us to do photo estimating. And it's a great opportunity. We have appraisers in the network who are able to say, hey, I'm in this state. I'm willing to do photo estimates. They're able to get diversified business. They do field work. They do photo estimating, desk reviews. You know, add that variety to your book of opportunities that you can offer. And another way to uh, grow your business is, like I said, and we'll, I'll repeat this again, be that person who is super detailed and communicates because when everything's said and done, and I'm going to go a little bit further down here when we talk about some of the key factors, it all comes down to communication and detailed on how you do your reporting. Because if a carrier or an appraisal company does not get the information they need, they're not going to see that you're, that you're not going to be reliable in their eyes. So if you can master that and over-communicate, that is going to go a long way into building your business. Really, building your business is all about, like I said, reputation. That's really what it's about. Now, I want to give you a little insight, and we can, Chris and I can talk a little bit about some examples here. But here's the insight from an insurance side. You know, often, myself and many of my leadership team, we go into the insurance carriers, and when they talk about IAs and they talk about what they want, they talk about what they wish for, what the complaints are. It really comes down to a few things. It's really about quality of your work and it's about documentation. And that's what we hear all the time. So when you're, when we're talking to carriers, they're saying how detailed and accurate is that estimate? Are the photographs detailed enough to tell the story to the adjuster? Are the, is the report written accurately? Did you get the right parts on, of the vehicle, the right side of the vehicle that was damaged? 
Did you document with notes and describe what you saw so that adjuster can effectively close that file? These are the kind of issues, are the photos correct? Did the photos tell the story? That's the kind of things that insurance carriers are looking for. That's what, when it comes to complaints, that's what they're going to be talking about. So if you can master that with that detailed mindset, you'll go, you'll go, you'll go a long way to being very successful in your business. And I, I wanted to take a few moments to kind of give you, and I think it's important that all of you hear kind of the, 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 train, the, the status of a claim from front to end where you can be very successful or it can kind of go awry. So I made some notes here. First off, when you get a claim, the most important thing is to immediately acknowledge that you received it. That's super important because then the carrier understands or the appraisal company understands that you have received it, you acknowledged it. And then the most important thing after that is try to make contact with that owner, whether it's a property owner or the vehicle owner, make that contact in 24 hours or at least attempt it. If you can document that you attempted it or you actually make that effort and document it, great. You're, on, you're on, off to a great start. Then the next thing key is you got to be able to, once you get that vehicle owner or that homeowner on the phone, set that appointment. Now, whether it's five days from now, 10 days from now, whatever works for that customer, that's fine. But as long as you document it and you set that appointment, boom, you're, you're on your way to a successful assignment. Then next up, you, once you go out there and you see that vehicle, make a professional impression upon that vehicle owner. You know, positive attitude, professional, do the job, take excellent photographs, document everything you can, be friendly and courteous, and then you have to set expectations. So key. Because, you know, you, you got to let them know that you'll have that assignment back to that adjuster in X amount of days or time, and you have to deliver on that. So then once you get back and you're done, get those files uploaded, those photos uploaded as fast as you can, write the estimate accurately in a detailed summary. Then once you're done, boom, you send it in and the insurance company or the appraisal company will audit and review it and you're on your way. But as you can see in that little chain of events that I was talking about, if you can just master those and you're detailed, you're going to have a few problems. Now, Chris, you were talking about rejections. So, can you mention, so you reject the files when you're doing auditing to give them sort of a sense of what it's like? Yeah, so as an example, week one, right at the very beginning, you're required to put claim received in your status. Mm -hmm. Once you receive the homework through claim leader, or the claim portal we're using for the upload homework, and then yep. they have to write a no damage estimate. Well, okay. if it's not an estimate PDF, if there's not status, then it gets rejected. And then as we get in writing estimates, if it's not based on our guidelines of these are the standard R&Is, it gets rejected. You wrote the door five hours where you didn't write any R&I. Mm -hmm. Was there any blend needed? Well, for our guidelines, there would be blend needed or there wouldn't be blend. So yeah, if they do something that would break protocol and ACD would reject, I reject right. it. Yeah, so, so that happens often. So as an appraiser, you got to be prepared whether an insurance company or an auditor uh, will reject the file because maybe it doesn't meet the required um, compliance audits that they have you may get the files rejected and it may seem frustrating, but just realize that over time, if you have questions, especially if you're working with one of the network appraisal companies, feel free to ask them for help. That's like I said, that's one of the things that I hear from my staff all the time is 
don't, you know, have the, you know, the, if you're an IA, don't worry about asking for help. And, you know, if you don't understand something, because it's not going to make you look bad. In fact, it'll help you out because when many of you are getting started and trying to build your company, uh, there's going to be things that you're just not used to doing and may not understand. And you can, the fastest way to move your business forward is just to get that information now, get the questions out of the way and, and build your company. But when I go back to building a, an appraisal company or building any business, I think you got to really focus on just being a person you can count on. I mean, it, it seems like such a simple statement, but you'd be surprised that it's the little things that matter so much beyond just the appraisal itself. It's just the communication. And I, I've talked to so many people. And it's always, I hear it over communication, statusing. Those are the things, accuracy, communication, statusing. If you just focused on those key things, you'll go a long way into really building a successful business. Because that's really what it's about. Pretty much anything you do, it's about building that reputation. So that's kind of a, a mindset there of what it takes. All right, Ernie. Now you have a book too. We all got books, it seems like. But you yeah. have a book and you wanted to plug it. And I think I'll it's a phenomenal it book as, as well. <laughs> yeah, it's called The Entrepreneur's Field Manual. And I wrote this a couple years ago where I, I was sitting down and um, I wanted to kind of document sort of the, the mindset of what it took to build my company from the ground up. And the, the unique part about building the ACD and building the company is that I had started off the company about becoming an IA. I had worked for the insurance companies and I wanted to become an IA. And so I, I went out and basically started the company and I was out doing the appraisals myself, actually doing everything we talk about that Chris has taught you everything. I was out there doing the claims, statusing the files. I was getting things in quickly. And, but at the same time, I was also building the software product as well. And over the years, as I started to build the company and build a national network, uh, the software product has really taken off and has become a very, very is, is what we are now is a heavily a workflow technology platform that we've built in, parts of machine learning and beginnings of artificial intelligence and algorithms. And it's now uh, a very, it's pretty much a big, huge part of our business. And it basically morphed into from an IA company into a technology company and where we're integrating different salvage companies, uh, glass companies, all different types of things. So it's been a heck of a journey over 16 years. Uh, I've seen this industry when I started out. I mean, we're at the point we're taking uh, photographs with, Polaroids and and using film and then went into the digital age and there was carriers that were still didn't want to use email when we started out so I've seen this industry go from a very antiquated you know time to now your people are talking machine learning and AI so um, it's been a very big transformation over 16 years and his book I read through that book and so I think what's really cool about it for even you as an IA you're like oh, I don't want to build some big business like Ernie Bray did. Well, you don't have to, but the principles and the obstacles he had to overcome is things we're all, we all face and he's, you know, and you're going to run into it. Yep. And it's, I think the one thing you have to remember, no matter how big you become or when you're just starting out, it's, it's this, it, I look back the same philosophy, the same things work all the way from the beginning, all the way to the end. And it's, you still have to re, you have to answer to insurance carriers. You have to be able to perform. You have to be able to do the job and be detailed. It doesn't, doesn't change no matter where, how big you are. Are you trying to become an IA but haven't been able to get any work? 
Do you wish you would be working as an IA within the next 90 days? Then I want you to pay close attention. Now you spent time, effort, energy, and a whole lot of money into becoming an independent adjuster only to find out it is harder than you ever thought possible. And I'm betting that you're sick of hearing that you don't have enough experience. Am I right? And you're probably wondering, how do I get experience if no one's willing to take a chance on me? Now this isn't your fault. This is the industry that you find yourself in. They want you to have experience, and typically that's three to five years of experience. So what if I told you that you could get that requirement waived? What if I told you that in the next 90 days you could be working daily auto claims for major and regional IA firms across the nation? You'd likely be interested. Well, here's the solution. It's called the Auto Adjusters Path. Let me explain to you how it works. You become an IA Path apprentice. We train, teach, and certify that you know what you're doing. We do this through self-paced courses, online interactive meetings, and of course, writing estimates together. Then IAPATH vouches for you to the IA firms that do not want to take a chance on you, but are willing to take a chance on an IAPATH apprentice. My father-in-law did this for me when I was starting out, and I want to do it for you in your career. As an IAPATH apprentice, you aren't just another IA in the industry. You are an IAPATH certified apprentice and you know how to do the job. No longer are you contacting IA firms as a nameless face with a resume. And this isn't an online course. This is a mentorship and coaching program. So if you're ready to get on the fast track to become a working IA and you want a mentor to vouch for you and introduce you to IA firms, then head over to IAPATH.com slash auto and check out the auto adjusters path ipath claim your life are you dreaming of a career in auto damage but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, but also an all access pass to our exclusive community a full year of mentorship, and yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath, claim your life.